Welcome to our Winter Bible Seminar. Amen. So to have, uh, we also welcome all our pastors who are here. Could you meet us at Fro? And could we say Muruti Matole? Could we say Muruti Kisane? Muruti Toba? Ah, la wana ke stati le anong le baruti kaofel. Amen. So I want to greet every one of you in the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 To have maximum benefit this week, and I'd love for them to show that as well on the screen, would love for you, at least if you could be seated by 7 o'clock. I know there was protest action today, so we are sorry about that. I don't know if I'm sorry, but kira, Whatever. <laughs> Inconvenience, but and then and then and then secondly, come with a teachable spirit. Okay, come to learn this week. You're going to learn. I, I can tell you. you, you're going to learn. Bring a teachable spirit. If I say something that you don't agree with, hang on, uh, you'll find out later that you were, you were wrong. <laughs> All right, so you know, if I say something in a way that it doesn't is not nice. Don't be angry. Just smile. Nobody will know it's you. Amen? (laughs) Thirdly, bring your Bible. I want you to read this. In fact, I don't know if you announced it uh, yesterday. I was asking in all the churches that they should announce that we should read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. Just read it. Don't don't try to get any revelation. Just read it. So if if you haven't done it, this is your assignment, all right? Every day, read those three chapters, all right? We will be focusing, obviously, on chapter 12, but I'd love for you to read chapter 12, 13, and 14. So, bring your Bible, take good notes, bring your notepad or whatever you have brought to take notes. Now, I know some of you, show me your notepads. Can I see your notepads? Can you raise your notepads? Wow, what a shock. Where's that camera shot? Did you have that? Now, I know some of you say you, 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 you don't write, but you listen well. Can I see your ears? <laughs> so just take good notes. You know, Basalana, for me, note-taking is one of... That's why I present for you. Uh, if you write down, you can always have something to go over. And it's been proven. It's a proven scientific fact that if you listen and write, you retain more. Okay, but then the next one is that Go home with what you've learned and examine what we have taught you. All right? Don't just swallow it because I said it. Okay? There's a lot of abuse in these areas. Go and check these things out if they are so. All right? So, thirdly, uh, as I said, read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, and then be responsive. Say amen, say na, say tia. you know? You know, if you pray for people and, you know, God is speaking to you, don't say you have been a leader for many years. Don't say, but Just come, let's pray for you. All right? This is not just about information. This is about impartation. Are you there, Basalana? So the theme of our seminar is gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, So it's going to be a very intense week, this one. Very, very intense. I've been really, really studying for months and months and months, no exaggeration, making outlines, mole le mole, listening to this, studying that. And by the way, I've read these things for years now. 
as far back as 1979, I've been studying these topics. So, really, I've got a lot I want to share with you, okay? Now, when it comes to gifts of the Spirit, there are many examples in the Bible where gifts of the Spirit are seen in manifestation. So, you'll see as we go along, we'll go to those examples to read them, because the only way to understand is to see something in action, an example, a thing. You see, the goal, Bazalana, is not to have theory about the things of God. All right? You should be able to operate in these things. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor, even if it's an amen, and now I'm ready to operate in these things. Okay? Tell your other neighbor, even if you're not saying anything, and now I'm ready to operate in these things. Bazalana, your wish should be at least, you must operate in one of them. Guru you understand what I mean? Yeah, and that, that, that has always been what I have, uh, what I, what I have always uh, uh, loved and I've always wanted. Uh, to want to have a part in what God is doing and what God is saying. All right, so I'm going to show you these things in the Bible. So there are many examples in the Bible of the Holy Spirit uh, in manifestation. Number two. These examples are both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You'll, you'll be surprised to see that gifts of the Spirit operated also in the Old Testament. They are not just exclusive, you know, to the New Testament, but they operated also in the Old Testament, okay? Now, however, it's, it seems it's only in the book of Corinthians where there is the detailed teaching, right? In some other places they are mentioned or you see it in manifestation, but it looks like in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul went into details. And tomorrow is going to be very exciting because tomorrow I'm going to introduce you to Corinth. I'm going to talk about Corinth. And you'll be able to understand why is it that Paul really wrote to the church in Corinth about the gifts. And, and the church in Corinth, with all its contradictions, was the one church where Paul says you come behind in no gift. It's a church that operated in all nine gifts of the Spirit. I see some of you are already confused already. Could I show you anyway? You're already confused. Look at your neighbor and lay hands and say, Poma, confusion, Poma. <laughs> is, it, is it hard what I'm saying to you tonight? So tomorrow, I'm going to show you, and it's been very intriguing to me to see how the church in Corinth Based on where Corinth was, what was happening in Corinth with a lot of uh, uh, worships, there were many temples there. The, the, the Corinthian people worshipped uh, many gods and, and they had certain famous goddesses that were worshipped where you had uh, temple priests and priestesses who would worship and engage in sexual activity in, 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 in church. And people would come from around the world to do that. And these people were so possessed and so demon-possessed. You see, when we read, Paul will say, no one can say by the Spirit, no one can say, uh, no, if someone, yeah, let, let me rephrase. If, if someone doesn't say Jesus is Lord, then they're not speaking by the Spirit of God. I'm just rephrasing. And, 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 but in, in, in spite of this confusion, they had capacity for spirituality. It's, it's always amazing to me how people can on the one hand be so extreme, so bad, so evil, yet when God turns them, they become as equally good on the other side. 
So tomorrow we're going to explore that with you. Okay. So, so, you know, so the only book, as I said, is the book of Corinthians. Number what? I don't know what number. So there are many examples in the Bible where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are seen in manifestation. And then I said these examples are both in the Old and the New Testament. Now, so I'm going to also give you a broader understanding of certain statements that Paul wrote in the book of Corinthians. Because once you understand Corinth, then you'll understand the statements he made, like I've just said. He said, you know, you, you were not like those who are pulled unto these dumb idols, he says. But what is he talking about? Them being pulled into dumb idols. Okay, so now, let's define... Let, 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 let me tell you the purpose of our study first before you go. What's the purpose of our study? Number one, we want to define the gifts of the Spirit. That's the first thing. Okay? We're going to define the gifts of the Spirit so that you know what they are, you understand what they are. Number two, we're going to explain what is the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit. And you're going to find that very interesting. What is the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit? Number three, we're going to answer that question. Are these gifts meant for the current body of Christ? Or have these gifts passed on when the last apostle died? Because there are people who are saying, no, we don't need these gifts anymore. They say we don't need the gifts of healings because uh, the lights are saying amen. <laughs> I don't know what has happened. Either the electricity has come back in Pinville. Or the lights have gone off. One of the two. One of the two has happened. That's why, that's what has happened. Okay, yeah. So there are people who say, when the last apostles died, miracle signs and wonders ceased to be. So they say, we don't need interpretation of tongues because we have people who can understand different languages. We don't need healing because we have medical aid now. So we don't need the word of wisdom because we have computers. So we need, to, we need to answer that question. You know, are these gifts meant for the current body of Christ? And why is it that we don't see them in manifestation? I believe that's why you came. Amen, Bazalwan. You know, one of the things I've learned is that God always, God will always work in line with what people know. And that's what I've learned as a pastor. And I'm saying for you, pastors, if you want to see people in your church start operating in a certain area, you've got to start teaching on it. If you don't teach on it, there's no way the Spirit of God can move in that area. Yeah. So, the reality is this. How many times do you ever remember a teaching on the gifts of the Spirit? In the last 10 years. Hmm? So that is why then, you see, we're not operating in it. Why? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, God says. Are you there, Basalan? Just punch the person next to you who's sleeping. I see some people are already slumbering. How? How are you anyway? You're already slumbering. How? Shayakas khunu for me, please. We will pray for the gifts of healings over them after you have done that. And then the third question is, how can we receive them? Maybe I should personalize it. How can I receive them? And then after I've received them, how can I operate in them in a responsible way? Because you see, Barcelona, 
One of the things a keyboarding that I almost affected me a lot is the abuse that's there with other people of the gifts. People abuse prophecy, people abuse faith, people abuse prosperity. You see, people abuse laying on of hands, the power of God, the anointing, people abuse tongues. So because of that abuse, we get tempted to pull away from it. Are you there, Bazaran? Yes. But we shouldn't pull away from it. Can I hear an amen, Bazaran? Yes. Can I hear an amen, Bazaran? Yes. We shouldn't pull away from it. Okay. Sorry, I think I mixed up my slides there. Just before you go to the next one. All right, let's, let me read first of all, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want us just to read, and I'm going to go verse by verse. This is the first day, is that okay? Yes. Are, you, are you with me, ne? Yes. I'm slowing down because I can't be excited too much. Okay, okay. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Yes. Are you there? Yes. Okay, so we're going to read together from verse 1. Okay. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. So number one, God doesn't want you to be ignorant. But there are many of God's people who don't know what these gifts are. They don't know how they look like. They don't know what they are. But God's going to cure our ignorance this week. I'm using the word ignorance. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. So anything, you see, knowledge is power. And any area of God's word where you don't know, you cannot operate fully in what God has in store for you. So that's why in church, we must teach what Paul calls the whole counsel of God. You see, in, in a church, that's why a church, that's why in a church, that's where teaching happens. Teaching, when Jesus went into the temple, he taught. So in the church, we teach. We teach about everything. We teach about marriage. We teach about relationships. You know, we, t- we teach about uh, uh, speaking in tongues. We teach about how to be healthy. We teach about how to be financially free to operate properly. We teach about everything. Why? Because if we don't teach about it, then the spirit can't move in that area. And you will, your faith will not be there. Faith cometh by hearing. Yes. Are you understanding me? Yes. So, but you cannot exercise faith in the area where you don't know. Yes. Is this too hard for you at seven in the evening? Yes. Right? So you got to learn about everything. You got to study about even the difficult task. I know Anna is a difficult ta- topic. So I'm going slowly. But it's okay even if it's difficult. Even if you just understand 50%, you'll be doing well. At least you will be 50% operational instead of 0% operational. Look at the neighbor and say, 0% is gone. It's no longer your portion. Yeah. So he says, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now, note verse 2 and 3, what I was mentioning. He says, You know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols as you were led. So he's talking about them following idols. Why is he saying that? We'll, we'll understand that tomorrow. Then it says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. He's, he's actually trying to help them because, you see, because of where Corinth was. 
and because of people who are involved in a lot of uh, idol worship and evil worship, there are people who would come to church and get into the spirit. Spirit! <laughs> and, and when they got it, some of you, you don't know what we're talking about. So, so, and, and this is what happened. So when they got into the church, listen, listen to me, Barcelona. See, if you don't teach people what's right, they assume that any kind of supernatural experience comes from God. So these people who were exposed to demonic spirits and bad spirits would come into church and when the spirit of God would manifest, they would get up and start prophesying. And they would start by saying, Jesus is accursed. Paul says, there's no way they could be operating by the Spirit of God. And this is where, I, don't, I hope I'm not going to get into trouble of, with this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. So people kind of think, you know, How many of you are sitting next to Ntswaki? Huh? So I've seen it. So I've seen it. So the next thing, when the presence of God manifests, you see other people, as you young people say, manifesting. And and they think, you know, it's so sad. They think it's the power of God. I will never forget one time I went to Hilot Sidisa in some house, somewhere in the world. And as I started speaking, then things started manifesting. And you know, and it was so sad because you could see the people think they are being spiritual. But I could tell who they, this spirit was reacting to certain things I was saying. So we have to help people who not every supernatural experience is God. Okay. How many of you are sitting next to Mutuadi Pai Pai? And this is where, Pasalana, when people don't have Bible knowledge, Mamelang, they expose themselves. Seriously, so, you know, uh, I was listening to one preacher talking and says, there's this person who went to this service and you know there was these prophets and whatever and then they, then these people started prophesying over her and praying for her and releasing something on her. Since that day, this lady started dripping, dripping something from her mouth for, for weeks, non-stop. Now she thought she received something from God. But you know, when it comes from God, my dear, you're not going to be dripping for months. You know? I mean, you know, and sometimes it's very strange. And I'm going to show you with time, how do you discern which spirit is from who? Are you there? We're going to talk about it this week. So Paul says, you know, he's, he's warning them against yielding to wrong spirits. Verse 4. He says, now, there are diversities of gifts. Somebody say diversities of gifts. Now, the word for gifts there, if you can have this, uh, this presentation there, it is the word C H 
A-R-I-S-M-A. It's pronounced charisma. Somebody say charisma. charisma. Say it again. Charisma. Say it again. How about you? But you are charismatic. Charisma. Charisma. Now you'll understand why we call ourselves charismatics. We call ourselves charismatics because not only do we believe in Jesus saving us, not only are we born again, not only are we baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we also believe in the manifestation of the charisma or the charismata. So repeat that the charismatics. Isn't it sad that the charismatics there are many people who know nothing about the charisma. You've never even tasted one charismata. Not even one charismata. Huh? Not even once. And this is the thing I felt God speak to me very strongly in my heart. He said, if you're not careful, you'll raise a generation of people who are charismatic by name. Because I saw it when I went to Bible school. You know, I went to, an, I went to a, 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 a Pentecostal Bible school. I went to several Bible schools. One was charismatic, one was Pentecostal. And in the Pentecostal Bible school, there were people who were raised in that denomination. Now they're in Bible school because they are called into the ministry, but they were not even spirit-filled. Yeah, we prayed for them. I prayed for people who are in the Pentecostal church to be Pentecostal. Yeah. Like we are teaching the charismatics to be charismatic. So if you don't teach this, and that's why we, we were ever organizing weeks like this, because a teaching like this on a Sunday would be very difficult. It, it takes a lot of substance, a lot of a lot of whatever, and I'm so glad or most of them to learn so that they also can teach this in the church. I just feel the pain myself that even the current charismatics, all of us, there are certain, you see, these are things that make us who we are. These are things that define us. Pastor Lana, when you, when you read through history, let me, let me just briefly go through a little bit of history, Lilona. There's been different renewals Okay, let's go back. The, we, we see the church in the book of Acts. It's operational. They are born again. They are spirit-filled. They are operating in gifts of the spirit. They are prayerful. They are evangelizing. Blah, 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 blah. Many years later, we went into what we call the... Kind of what they call them? The... the what do they call them? When, when there was a decline. Kind of the Is the dark days? The dark ages. Where the church lost its effectiveness and then the church started going through form and the church was changed because as the church grew the church allowed certain things to seep in slowly but surely soon they started exalting certain things above others and before long we, it, they went into an era where the church was very much very academic in its approach to spirituality to a point that people who had access to the Bible were those who could read only. And, and those who couldn't read couldn't access that. And religion was put at a certain level where if you are not educated at a certain level, you couldn't understand and access it. 
And, and people forget. Jesus said, feed my lambs. He didn't say, feed my giraffes. Some of you is going to take you many weeks to understand that. You need the gifts of the Spirit. So God raised a man by the name of Martin Luther King. No, 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 no not the one other, but Martin Luther King. I, I mean, Martin Luther, not King, sorry. Martin Luther. Why do I put King? There's only one Martin Luther King. Martin Luther, who started to realize, we, we are not saved by doing all these things ever hundred years. We're only saved by faith. Because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So Martin Luther started then challenging his church about this to say, but why Lunale cancel all these things? We only get saved by believing in God. And when he brought that truth, they were not happy with him. They kicked him out of the church. When he went out of the church, this is the thing. See, you, you cannot kill the truth of God's word. You see, if the church moves away from God, God will raise somebody else. I'm telling you, we must be very careful. So he started preaching that message. So people started getting born again. Once more, the truth of being born again was a truth that was proclaimed strongly. You see, the truth of people being, you know, the just shall live by faith. And then the truth, after you must get baptized in water. So people started preaching, don't only get saved, get baptized. That's where you get the Baptists. I'm just going. So the good their doctrine, they were strong. Puloswa get baptized. Then later people realized it's not enough. You must get filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence to speak in other tongues. So people like Daddy Seymour in the 1900s, early 1900s, started preaching that you can be filled, you can be born again, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So those became the truth that they... You see, Barcelona, there's got to be something that differentiates you from other people. What is it that makes us to be who we are? And then, then in the 70s, the charismatic move started in the late 60s, early 70s, into the 80s, then the charismatics came. You know, when they said, not only do you need to be uh, born again, baptized in water, filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues, you need the operation of the gift of the Spirit. Manifested through healings as well. So they started declaring that. So that's what makes us who we are. But you see, here's a problem. With time, if we stop teaching those things, we have people who come into our midst, become part of us without understanding the fundamentals that we are standing on. People come, they raise hands. They don't know why we raise hands. They just raise hands because we raise hands here in church. They come here, they hear us speaking in church. Why imitate? So people come here, they tithe, but they don't have the revelation. Yeah, why you must tithe? So what happens? As it goes on, generation after generation, then finally people get into religious practice. That's what leads to religious practice. You just do it because yes, I am. Go grace. No revelation. And when there's no revelation and when there's no word, the Holy Spirit cannot work. The Holy Spirit only works on truth. He only works on the word. He confirms the word with signs following. Are you there, Basalon? Are you there, Basalon? So that's why we must teach on this. That's why we must teach on this. That's why Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. Because if you are ignorant of these truths, you can operate in them. 
They can't operate in a church. Now, you tell me, and I'm going to show you later. If we don't operate in these things, what is it that we can give people? How do, what, what are we going to give people in the place of what God can do? That's why we want to say the gimmicks is so. Because you have to find an alternative way of attracting people. You have to find an alternative means of making the church grow. You have to find an alternative way. Yeah, what's that into? But there's no scripture, there's no verse. A lot of what some people are doing, there's no verse. There's no teaching, there's no Bible, there's nothing. Giddy pie pie fell. Are you there? So Paul says there are different gifts. Somebody say charismata. That word charismata or charisma means a spiritual endowment in one land because that's important. Now, let me say it now. I'm going to say it again later. And don't mind if I repeat. Some of these things I'll have to repeat them so many times for you. Now, when he uses the word gift, because the word charismata or the word gift there is very, very much misunderstood because in the normal sense of the word, if you give me a gift, all right, if you give me a gift, I own it. Okay? It's, it's, it's mine. So, you know, I can, I can do with it what I want. I can use it anytime I want. It's, it's my gift. Are you there? Are you there? Now, this word, charisma, gift, I like it because it says there are different gifts. The, the translators decided to use the word gifts. But it, literally, it means a spiritual endowment. What does it mean? When it talks about a gift, it's not something that I'm owning and I can use it and turn it on and off when I want. So these prophets, by law, you must consult them. You see, so, so how fita, what profit? You know, it, it's like DSTV, you know, movies on demand. Did you be not catch up. the movie on demand. Box office. this box office profits. When you press, a movie comes out. So, so what they are trying to tell you, Kuhure, you can get prophecy on demand. So I have this gift. Anytime I want to use it, I'll use it because Kim Poyak. But, but that word is endowment. What does it mean? In other words, it's given by God at a certain time and God is in charge of it. Mamela, it's a gift in a sense that God uses you as a vessel and he may use you in that area more often. Mara, Mara, Mara. How box office. So it's very wrong for someone to come to me and say, do you have a word for me? Because, um, yeah, my child, the Lord will say unto you. 
ke box office e maybe re kongola box office prophet and unfortunately they use the word gift and it is so misleading these are endowments to endow means to place upon he places it upon you when there's a need for that gift to operate mara he owns it you are just a channel so when people say if you bring so much i'll give you a more accurate prophecy nonsense ke nonsense yeah and that's why most people have fallen prey and the more the money the more the prophecy prophecy is accurate you see how much people have been misled so you go there catch a let and they just use one verse the other widow woman we're going to we're going to undo all that stuff this week and all new it all right so it says that our what diversities of gifts but the same spirit there are different kinds of endowments but they all come from the same holy spirit all right verse 5 and there are differences of administrations right that word administrations that word administration is the greek word kielemon d i a k o n i a This is where we get the word deacon um deacon That's how you pronounce it in brackets diaconia It comes from the word servant or an attendant It speaks of serving or ministering what is this now there are differences of serving there are differences of ministering in other words even the same gift that god gives it doesn't operate the same way through two people are you there are you there was next there the, the the way they are administered the way they are used to serve but that also shows you that the gifts are there to serve they are there for the benefit of others i'll say it now and i'm going to say it later they are not there for 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 personal upliftment they are not a status symbol they are not a sign of your spirituality you don't you don't like my teaching anymore do you and this is important bazalana because these gifts have been so abused they are not for personal use they are not a status symbol they are not a sign that you are better than anybody these gifts are meant to benefit others god is always purpose driven let me say that again god is always purpose driven god never just something does something in jay In fact when you read the bible you'll find all the miraculous things that happened there was a reason behind God is always purpose driven so anything that God does there's a purpose for it 
Are you there? Look at your neighbor and say, I, I can't feel you anymore. I also, oh, you, are, you, are, you are drifting. Just tell them you are drifting and disappearing. There are different administrations. Continue, verse 6. It says there are diversities of operations. Somebody say operations. operations. That word operations is the word enegema. Enegema. There are differences of effect or working. In other words, not only do these gifts manifest differently, they also work differently. How effective they are, how they work, differs. And all of that is God's prerogative. So you will see when we define these gifts, the same gift works differently through different people. And it's God who calls the shots. Because after all, the gift is his. He just endows you when he wants to do something after more. You are not box office. The Good News Bible says there are different abilities. I love this one. There are different abilities to perform service. But the same God gives ability to all for their particular service. God custom makes things. And the thing is this. You need to know how God uses you. We're going to learn this week. You need to know. I know when I operate through gifts. I know certain gifts operate in a certain way through me. And in another way through somebody. So, let's read it again. Let's read it again. There are different abilities to perform service. But the same God gives ability to all for their particular services. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit. Somebody say the manifestation of the Spirit. Not what it says. It says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. What does it mean? That word manifestation means exhibition or expression. Mamelam, mamelam, mamelam. The previous verse used the word gifts. So, you know, it's not a gift like you own it. But the word is endowment. Another word is manifestation. Mamelam, mamelam, mamelam. Manifestation is when God manifests through you. So this gift is God manifesting through you. Uta iring. There are different ways God manifests through us. And God manifests, the way God manifests through everyone, he manifests through everyone to profit others. In other words, when the gifts operate through me, it's not for me. You know, the other Sunday when I was praying for people here with depression and all that, you know, there are certain gifts that are operating through me. And, and I, as I prayed for them, there was a divine impartation upon their lives. But you see, that was not meant for me. God always wants you to be others conscious. And if you want to really be used by God, you get to get yourself off number one list. 
Because the problem of the anointing is some people, they want to franchise the anointing. They want just to be anointed. And I don't understand. You know, who anointed? Hmm. So here's my question. How soon said you go? sideways. What does it profit us? I mean, I just want to show. All it does, it works out a movie. That's all it does. And, you see, and that's the problem. That people also you know. So this is where the mistake came. When God started pouring out his spirit. And there's not, you know, we see people falling on the ground. There's nothing wrong with falling. Please don't misunderstand me. But some people really wanted to really make a show of it. Let me go back to my statement. God is always purpose driven. And when we play around with God's power, we will grieve the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me show you something. When you play around with God's power, the Spirit gets grieved. And when the Spirit gets grieved, it doesn't go into manifestation. But many people don't even realize when the Holy Spirit has stopped working. They continue pushing emotionally. That is when now they cross over into demonic realms. Yeah. There are many people who switch. They just switch. Switch into other powers. Yeah. This is what you saw with all these funny things and idiots. Because it's all based on sensation. And the problem of sensation is that if you, if you see me do something for the first time that's sensational, it will impress you. But after you've seen me for three weeks, you also say, walk it later. And, and that sensation no longer exhibits a response. So what happens? I have to just go find another sensation. So you see what happens with some of these guys. It keeps on getting more error. If the grass stops working, we go to the petrol. If it stops working, we, we put the car on your head. If that doesn't work, then we, we doom you. You know what I saw? These prophets of doom. That's what happens with cessation. But what people don't realize, or by the time you have moved into those realms, because you, you are trying to produce in the flesh what only God can produce. You're trying to use this thing as box office. And God says, no, I manifest when there's a need. I manifest to help somebody. It's not for you. It's not for your position. So how would you might say, then not your manifesto here. I've prayed for people for years who've gone into these things. You will not believe the amount of demonization they go through. Some of you, you don't know. Maybe you haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it. Some cases, but what they, they are so bound that it's almost impossible to get them free. Because they have gotten so acclimatized to Sabarata to feel like that. You, you can't help them. Barata to feel like that. 
The problem of those things, Masana, is that demons will drag you down to the pit of hell. I'm telling you. It will drag you down to the pit of hell. It will destroy your life. Let's not force when God has stopped. Huh? Let's not manufacture something when God is, is not doing anything. And unfortunately, the current charismatic people don't even know the difference of sensationalism and the anointing. Unfortunately, and I blame us, we haven't taught people. We haven't helped people understand. But God is helping us this week. Can I hear an amen? Now here we go. How? Stop! Hey, I changed I are 28. I'm about to close. I've got a few things. When you read 1 Corinthians 12, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Nine. All right? I'm reading from verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, watch this now, gifts, plural, of healing, singular. Write that down. You'll know why that say, it says it that way. Gifts of healing. Verse 10, by the same spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles. Very interesting. To another prophecy. To another, watch this now, descending of spirits. It didn't say to another descendment. It says descending of spirits. Very important. It's not the gift of discernment. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. Watch this. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these gifts, and I'll add that, works the one at the self-same spirit, dividing to every man several as he wills. In other words, it's the same Holy Spirit who divides these gifts as he wills. As he wills. It's his choice. It's his choice who manifest a gift in Nini. It's his choice. But the issue is we can keep ourselves as the right candidates. Well, I'm going to show you how to do that. You can keep yourself as the right candidate. So, so you know, you know, I, I, I got, there are things that you can do to be the possible candidate. One of them Paul talks about desire spiritual gifts. If you don't desire them in your life, they're not going to work. How many of you are desiring to be used by God? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, somebody say nine gifts. Nine gifts. Say it again. Nine gifts. Say it again. 
Now, we, we categorize them for the sake of defining them clinically. Mara, usually these gifts work together. It's almost like orange, king orange, kima kapita, kim fruzi. Or kidney granules. So, you know, king orange. But you know, you can still separate Makapita, the Mfuzi, I can say Engu Ele King Kamara, the skin. King, if it's on Kamara, eh? DP, yeah, if you don't want to be the level, it's the pity, the pity. Marahosala, the other part. So, you know, you can divide it into four orange. Marake orange. So it's, it's the same as the gifts of the spirit. So we just define them just for the sake of identifying Mar. You'll see as we read Rubuakaton, they kind of work together. Have I confused you? No. Okay, Whew, it's a relief. They went a little thing. I thought, hey, he confused them about. So here we go. Here we go. Let's go to the presentation. Three of them say something. All right. Three of those gifts, they say something. Three of them know something or they discern something. And then three of them do something. Somebody say, three of them say something. Three of them do something. Three of them know something. All right. Now here we go. Watch this now. The three that say something, we call them inspiration gifts. Inspiration gifts. I couldn't split that slide there. I know Katie Tlabili Shebile go black bodum. Let's unnagin. Kaur Langwala. Korkele Shebile, Le Shebile Kwala, Labola. Maybe I must just leave you to look at that. Okay, but don't write everything. Oh. All right. So the three that say something, we call them inspiration gifts. Somebody say inspiration gifts. What are they? Read them out. Yes. Yes. So those are gifts that work through inspiration. All right. You say something. Prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation. Three of them, as we said, they know something or they discern something. We call them revelation gifts. Revelation gifts. And what are the revelation gifts? Read them for me. Yes. Yes. Let me have your attention now. Let me have your attention. Blackboard. Now note what it says. It said a word of knowledge. Somebody say a word of knowledge. Somebody say a word of wisdom. Now I'm going to say something. I hope you'll understand it. And I, I, I believe you can. All right. 
When you write, you write a sentence. All right? But that sentence is made up of different words. Are you there? You write a sentence. I am going to church. Right? That's a sentence. But that sentence is made up of what? Words. Different words. So, a word is a part of the sentence. Are you there? A word is what? Watch this now. Watch this. When God gives you the gift of the word of knowledge, he is giving you a portion of what he knows. God knows everything. He just gives you a word of wisdom. Just a small portion of what he knows. The same with a word of, a word of wisdom. God, God has all wisdom. But when he gives you a word of wisdom, it's a smaller yana portion. Just for that smaller yana time, you operate in a portion of the wisdom that God operates in. Oh. Are you confused, those of you who are not clapping? Those of you who are not clapping, what's wrong with you? Are you confused or what? Yeah. So, so, so you got to understand, it's, God, it's, not, it's not the gift of wisdom. It's the gift of the word of wisdom. And now note, 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 note. Then, then it says, it's the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and descending of spirits. Somebody say descending of spirits. Watch now. It didn't say the gift of discernment. Nor did it say descending of evil spirits. Descending of spirits, I'll say it now and we'll say it later again, is the supernatural divine ability that God gives you to see into the spirit world. And when you see into the spirit world, you see all kinds of spirits, good and bad alike. It's not the gift of suspicion. Because some of you, you are suffering from suspicion. You think it's the gift of the descending of spirits. Look at your neighbor and say, Trada, Trada, Trada. It's not the gift of suspicion. It's not the gift of discernment. It's the gift of discerning of spirits. All right, so we will we, we, we'll, we will talk about that. I just want to hang you there for a while. You'll come back later. Then we have three gifts that do something. We call them power gifts. Power gifts. It is the gift of faith. Some translations say special faith because there's your faith to get saved. But this one is not the same kind of faith of being saved. This is a, when God gives you his faith. For a while you operate in God's faith. I know when I've prayed for people with miracles. When you pray for them, you, 
You, be, you, you believe, you, you believe you are not going to fail. You, you, it's a certain level of believing. It, it's like God can't say no, how Cooper. It's special. Even if somebody is deaf or they're blind, you, you, you know they're going to be healed. There's a certain faith you have to, to raise them up. For a while, Mudimu has just to perform that thing. How fat are I? It's just a taste. Are you there, Basalan? Are you there, Basalan? That's what it is. Let's have it back. It's the gift of special faith. Then it says the gift of the working of miracles. It's not just the gift of miracles, but the working of miracles. You work a miracle. You work a miracle. And then it says, this is interesting, the gifts, plural, of healing. Now, this gift is very interesting because healings, conditions are so different. And when you look at the way Jesus ministered to people who were sick, it was so different. So because, because, because sicknesses are different, even the gifts thereof are also different to heal different conditions. I'm glad I came to church today. How about you? Now, here we go. It's going to get exciting. Why do we need gifts? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? Number one, for us to do the work of the Lord in a new and powerful way. See, if the gifts don't operate, we can't do the work of God as we should. But we want to do the work of God in a new and powerful way. Hallelujah. Number two. The gifts need to manifest for God to intervene supernaturally in people's lives for their good. God wants to intervene in people's lives supernaturally. We mustn't get to a point, Barcelona, where we are a powerless people, a powerless church. The third one is tough. Because this one, I've, God has talked to me about it. Human beings have an innate desire, an inborn desire to encounter the supernatural. Let me explain how God said it to me. As I was praying around this, he said, you know, Musa, all those nine gifts, I've put them in my word. And they are available for people because human beings at a point in their life want to experience the supernatural. There are times when I need a prophecy. I'll raise my hand. There are times when I need the word of Lord knowledge. There are times when I need God to intervene. There are times when I have made certain decisions and I'm praying about something, and I know I'm going that way, but Andy Kosho. Are you realizing that? So if somebody was to speak a prophecy over my life, it would just help confirm Lento. So here it is, Basil, and this is what God said to me. He said, don't blame people, therefore, when they go for alternative means. Because there comes a time in your life where you need supernatural intervention. Ah. Hey, if doctors have given you three days to live, 
and they tell you this condition, no one can cure it. What's about the intervention? See, the thing is this, we've never been desperate enough, some of us. I tell you, when people know their life is slipping away, they will search for cure anywhere. Even in the wrong places. If you're desperate, but watch this, watch this now. If the church is sterile, then we mustn't blame people when they go for alternative means. Yeah. It said, here we are. We're not allowing you to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen it through the word of knowledge. When people's lives here, yeah. you know, even to date, I still remember. When we were at homemakers, I still remember. One day I came up to preach during the worship. Through the word of knowledge, I knew there was a lady there who had come to church that day. And was wrestling with the decision to abort the child because she had fallen pregnant out of wedlock. She was in the service. And through the word of knowledge, I picked it up. And I said, there's somebody here. And here's the interesting thing, Basalan. When God uses you in these things, when, the, when they come, he doesn't tell you everything he's going to do. He just gives you a little bit. When you obey, he shows you the rest. Because it has to be by faith that you operate. So all I knew was there's a lady here who's pregnant out of wedlock. That's all I knew. But as I said it and spoke, because you have to have faith. Some of you, you don't know how difficult it is to do those kind of things. You think it's a fan. It's not easy. It's very difficult. And sometimes the, it is so precise that it's scary. So precise. I mean, sometimes Jesus. But that's where then you must learn how to be the candidate and how to learn to hear from God. You've got to learn that. We'll show you. So then, as I said, as I started saying that, I said, the Lord said, I must tell you, don't abort that child. That child is a special child. That lady was in the service that day. I never called her to the front because God never said I should do that. She went home, decided against aborting the child, gave birth to the child. I met that girl about three years ago. The little girl who could have been aborted. Yeah. Brilliant girl. Amazing young girl. You see. Mary. Yeah. Now think about it, Basilan. If I didn't listen to God, okay, the day I stand before God in judgment, God will say, I brought so and so into the service. Marawena. You were in a dead spot. You were not connected. That's why in the service. I plead with people to cooperate with the Spirit. 
Because oftentimes I know as we stand here and preach, I know what's at stake. I'm telling you the truth. There's a lot that's at stake. I can tell you story after story after story after story of things like that. You see. But you see, if the church is sterile, people will go and look for help somewhere else. People will go and look for help somewhere else. Or if the church is Paladi Mabul. I mean, it's almost like every week on the radio, there's always something. I heard on one radio station this morning now, in the name of praying for them. And then people start phoning in. I mean, stories after story. You know, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, but it's untouchable. But he gets so close to them. So close. I'm being honest. That he actually makes physical contact with the women. I won't say it, it's in church, but some part of his anatomy. I'm telling you. In the name of praying for people. So, think, you see, you know, you know what I don't like about things like that? They turn people off. People like that come to church when you start operating in the genuine power. They sit there as cynics. And that's why we must teach the truth. To expose these things in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Number four. The gifts are there. And I've written this in inverted commas. It's important. To publish the works of God. I knew you wouldn't say amen because I'm using the word publish. Anytime when God is at work, the news spread. People came to the ministry of Jesus because they had They came. They came. They came. There's nothing wrong. Now, we are not going to necessarily tell people who are I can't promise people that. I can't. But I can tell them about a God who can heal them. Yeah. Yeah. You see. So, you know, the, 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 we, we, we are not there to sell ourselves. But we are there to tell people of the grace of God. Whether to tell people of a God who heals, a God who delivers, a God who sets free. Because if the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. Hallelujah. They are there to publish. That's what made the early church grow. When God is at work, people come in numbers. Yeah. So, the gifts are there to publish what God's doing. And we mustn't, we, mustn't, we mustn't apologize for it. That's why when God has worked in your life, go tell others about it. Tell them, This is what is happening. 
Everybody of Labatu did the Ratataha, Akir Akir Luana Latsabatu Karata, Akir Salue, Rakarata, Elor, wait, wait, wait. If we disamala, if we disamato, if we disabe, if we disambonzi, if we disadi eyebrow, Limurira, how fedila hola. Forgive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody is laughing once. He's like, I'm one of them. Forgive. Everybody will love to do that. Why can't you tell people about the grace of God? Amen. So the gifts are there to publish. Go tell people about this seminar. Go publish it. Tell them what you are learning. Bona, bona sebayan, just a little bit. This is day one. I saw you anyway. Bona fella. Bona fan. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Number what? The gifts are not for self-importance and self-promotion. That's not the purpose. They are not for self-importance and self-promotion. Number six, the gifts are not to be merchandised. You can't charge for them. I'm sick and tired of these people who are charging for Nitoza Mudim. You can't charge for them. If people want to give money, let them give, but you can't charge for Nitoza Why must you charge? Huh? Why must we say, even I let you are going to sit in, an, in a special ses, section closer to the anointing? Nonsense, man. What's that? You can't charge. Pay so much, then you'll get a marriage. Why, why must you pay? Why must you pay? Jesus says, freely you have received, freely give. If people want to give, it's fine. If people want to show their gratitude by giving, it's fine. But you can't charge for God. People have to bring certain amounts to be prayed for. Some of you are legit to the man. And I wonder you are still the same. Nothing has changed. thing that has changed is your balance book. Your bank balance is less now. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's somebody in a church years ago. My heart was so sore at this young man. My heart was so sore. This boy grew up in a church, finished school, went to matric, finished matric, went to university, graduated. We were helping him. This boy got a job. Brilliant young man. Brilliant. Got a job at a good bank. Great job, great position. Then he comes and tells me, oh no, they came to him. They, and you know, they know how to pick you. And to prophesy. You see, and I'm going to show you, Pastor Ran. See, <laughs> when, <laughs> Paul was preaching one day and there was a lady who was following them. For many days. 
Saying, these are the men who've come and tell us the great things that come from God. And the Bible says, this she did many days. Now, watch what What she was saying was true. It wasn't a lie. They were men of God, they were preaching. But then, even later on, Paul was gripped in his heart. That's when the, the gift of the descending of spirits came. I'm, I'll show you. Then Paul realized almost the spirit through which he's speaking is not the spirit of God. Now here's the point. This girl used to make a lot of money for her bosses through fortune telling. That's what the Bible says. And when the spirit was cast, the fortune telling stopped. <clears throat> now, now here's the point I'm raising. But when she said Paul and Barnabas were men of God, she was right. So, so this is what we call familiar spirits. Why do we call them familiar spirits? They know you. They know your name. Satan knows you. He knows your name. He knows your phone number. So, so this young man, he went wherever he went. Next thing they said, this and this. And then what they do is two things that happen. Number one is they instill fear more when if you don't come, boo. and the next thing, you also must give a special whatever. And I remember this young man, he gave them 10,000 rands. I don't even remember him giving us 100 rands more I don't remember. You know, you know, some of you, I don't understand you. I don't understand you. You are in a good place. You can hardly give 500 rands. Mara, you'll meet some of these people in one day, unta 50,000. I've never understood. That will just show you the power to neutralize people's minds. Serious. And this guy, what was worse is when he came back. And I kept saying, don't do it. Don't go there. I said to you, and sometimes you are afraid as a pastor because I'm going to because we're not on the mat. Skila ring amen, kita la kaula mokereke. The saddest thing for me is when this boy took a loan, go bank, used his house as surety. Yeah. Not only did he lose the house, he was fired at the bank. In a space of few months. He was here for years. We never stole one cent from him. Not one cent. Not one cent. Yeah. But you see, familiar spirits came in and they tricked him. And oftentimes these things didn't let you let there somewhere. And people merchandise. You don't have to you don't have to for the gift to operate. There's no need. Now if you want to bless somebody, fine. Nothing wrong. But you want to use money to extract the voice of God. It's nothing less than witchcraft. witchcraft to have to use money 
to, to, to extract something at that time on demand. The Bible doesn't say that. It operates as God wants. He divides it as he wants, as he wills. It's him who wants. It doesn't have to have money. There's no need for money. Like I say, if you give, you give. But don't ever. And you know, you, you pastors, you must be careful for members to pressurize you into this. I've heard some of our members who've tried to pressurize me. Pressurize you. You know, how about now you must have a special something. And I said, I said, well, no. I, I can only teach you the word and pray for me. I do have something special. I have God's word. Yeah. I walk by faith. But I can't now give you a word from the Lord. He'll see you. You know, some people think, and some of us pastors, we are trying to behave like 24-7, 365 and a quarter, when you are dialed in to heaven. You know, you know, sometimes we want to act like we are not human. You know, people meet you. What is the Lord saying? What would, I don't have any word for you. How? People don't grab a restaurant too busy. Do you have a word for me? I have no word for you. Do you have a word for me? Does it mean we don't walk by the power of God? No, it doesn't mean that. I know when the power is on me. Yeah. But you have to try and switch it on and off at will. It's nothing short of witchcraft. Yeah. It's nothing short of witchcraft. Watch this, person. God is sovereign in imparting gifts. To specific people. So we can't tell God who, what he must give to who. And then we said, gifts are not owned. I'm closing now. I'll be five more minutes. Five more minutes, I'm done. Where does it all start? This is for you now. This is your homework. Where does it all start? I mean, where does operating in the gifts of the Spirit start? Number one, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Being filled with the Spirit is the doorway. Everything in the entry level. Everything in the starter pack. So entry level, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit as a doorway. And if I may ask, if there are those of you who are not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues... I ask you if you could come in tomorrow earlier at after six and we'll have some of our pastors pray with you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just come in earlier and uh, I just sense we should do that in my heart. Maybe you, you go to the chapel. Can we open the chapel tomorrow? Yeah. You go to the chapel. You go to the chapel. We'll have one of the, I'll be teaching neither time, but you go to the chapel. We'll have pastors 
Pray for you to be filled with, if you are not filled with the Spirit. Number two, I love this one. Speaking in tongues, Barcelona, is the practice entry level to learning how to yield to the working of the Holy Spirit. What do I mean by that? You know, you know let, let me have your attention, Barcelona. Please, this is important. Can I have your attention, little Angola, afterwards? Can I have your attention? Can I have your attention, please? Right? You see, People who look down upon praying in tongues, they don't realize what they're doing. Because you see, praying in tongues and speaking in tongues becomes your first experience, really, very often, to operate in the supernatural. You could have operated before, but that becomes the first experience to operate, but not only to operate, of learning how to yield to be used by God. Because, see, it's one thing to know it's another thing to know how to cooperate. Is this difficult for you? So, praying continually in tongues, regularly, hmm, consistently, goes a long way to teaching you how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Why? That goes to my next point. Because, Mama, this is important. Learning to yield to God in one area helps you to know how to yield to God in another area. They have this knock-on effect. It's almost like faith in one area helps you to release faith in another area. It's always like that. It's always like that. I've seen it sometimes and I've heard testimonies told say in the you are sick you get healed then you tell your younger brother or your younger sister they come and they get healed then they go tell their mother then she comes and gets healed so, so faith in one area produces in another area in another area so, so the most critical is the starting point are you understanding what I'm saying to you? are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So if you, if you don't pray in the spirit regularly, and I'm going to show you, very often some of you as you've prayed in the spirit, the gifts started operating, it's just that we didn't, you didn't know. But God's going to open your eyes today, this week. So praying in the spirit, Barcelona, it is that entry level where it's a starting point. And for me, I can tell you, when I started praying in the spirit, I started really operating in the gifts of the spirit. It's almost like the gift of the word of knowledge was among the first gifts that I started operating in in 1979. And of course, other gifts have come and go. But it's almost like there are certain gifts, as I said, that seem to operate more in a more pronounced way and in a more consistent way. Not because you own them. But it is God who uses you in that area. And for you, Baruti, if I can share this with you, that you'll find that even the way your ministry works, it's linked to certain gifts working more consistently through your life. And if you never learn to yield, Basalana, then you, 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 you get deprived of operating in the supernatural. And it doesn't work in your life. 
Sure, I gave you a lot of stuff today. Ask it, nah? did, I give, did I overload you? No. Did this help you at all? Yes. Are you learning something today? Yes. And so tomorrow, we're going to talk about Corinth. And then we're going to start defining these gifts. Really putting it where the lamps can have it and not the giraffes. Where it can be accessible in your life. Will you raise your hands with me? Say it with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. The entrance of your word giveth light and understanding to the simple. Thank you for imparting the truth of your word. I will learn I will grow. I will also operate in the supernatural. Father, I desire to be used by you. Will you hold your neighbor's hand right now, please? Heavenly Father, say it with me. Heavenly Father, I pray for my brother, my sister, that your Holy Spirit will rest upon them now. Use them to your glory. Let the power of God fill them to overflowing. Just for a few minutes, just pray for them in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.